experience. Welcome to the experience. Welcome to the Delvin Cox experience. I'm your host, Delvin Cox, and with me today is, tell him your name, brother. I, I go by the illustrious Rufio Jones. That's not true. I, I don't say illustrious, but I am Rufio Jones. So, hey there. <laughs> Rufio Jones is on here with me. Let him know what do you do for a living among many things, because you are a jack of trades. I, yeah, I, I try and, and wear a lot of hats. Um, my my uh, primary thing is I uh, I make music. Uh, well, that's not true. My primary thing is I, uh, I'm actually a producer at a, a TV station, but when I'm not doing that, then I uh, make rap songs from time to time. Not doing that, try and make some funny videos. Um, you know, I just, I, I do my best to uh, entertain the masses uh, and Whenever I'm not doing that, then I'm probably sad that I'm not entertaining the masses. You know? So uh, hopefully everything I do has been uh, bringing smiles to uh, everyone. So tell me about these rap songs. Are you um, like Soldier Boy? Uh, well, you know, I mean, uh, if, if if I am, it's it's the part of, of, uh, of Soldier where he helped people have fun. I'm definitely... I, I can say without a shadow of a doubt that I can rap better than him. Um, but like, <laughs> but it, you know what, but what he's done in his career to me has been totally fine. I, I have no problem with, with soldier uh, or, or uh, like I was, I was very happy when he, you know, brought a uh, little B in. Uh, and even though they've parted ways since then. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, all, all hell the base guy, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, but yeah, like, I, I I guess they're beefed out right now, but whatever have you. I'm I'm not I'm definitely not a better rapper than than, uh, than little Brandon though. I know that for a fact. <laughs> so what is the hip hop scene like in Detroit? Um, it's it's very like right now the the people that are, you know, maybe like five to ten years younger than me, are doing some amazing things. Um, it, it's a uh, it's a it's a it's a whole bunch of cats out here where you know we were like uh when when groups like detroit city you know uh, the city is can you dig it um when when we and like uh coleman young and uh and clear soul forces like like uh we we were like the groups that uh that everybody was making sure they brought in but now uh it's dudes like uh like Nolan the Ninja and Shifi McFly. Um, and I mean, you know, everybody knows about T Grizzly right now. Um, he he's from the same the same like stomping grounds as I am. So uh like some of that stuff I'm I, I was actually like, oh I, you know, I know those places. Like that that guy that guy has made uh you know streets that I'm on famous. So that that's cool, man. So it's like it's it's a lot of uh as far as Detroit is concerned, I like the fact that it's a lot more um uh it's a lot more involved it's a lot more of a community now than it was when uh i was a bit younger so that that's been a, a fun thing uh to watch and uh you know hopefully it continues and and this can again become one of those hubs for music uh you know specifically uh hip hop rap and maybe even r&b who knows well i think Personally, Detroit has illustrious history in terms of not only hip hop, but music in general with Bowtown right. and things like that. Absolutely. So it always perplexes me when people kind of sleep on Detroit. When you have great hip hop artists from Detroit, such as like Royce the Five Nine, mm -hmm. Eminem, yep. Big Sean, the list goes uh, on and on. My like like I one of my favorite uh one of my favorite rappers not only because I got to to like watch the ascension, but just because he's that good, like Danny Brown, um and uh oh my goodness, like what what he what he's done has been spectacular. And and like <laughs> actually one of my favorite rappers is, is Mike Luke, but everybody knows him as Dopehead and he's a uh, part of the uh part of the uh, Bruiser Brigade crew as well. And like man, you know, I, I can like I'm in the streets with these dudes, like I can actually, you know, what I'm saying, give them high fives, and and they're they're just they're good, they're good dudes, and they're extremely good at what they're doing. And I'm just I'm happy to see that they're making money off of this, 
because they deserve it. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I saw what they were doing for years and I, I just, I'm enjoying this, man. Like I, I, I appreciate the ride that, uh, that the city has been on as of late. You know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, like you said, I mean, we're, we're talking about some of the greatest um, artists of all time. Some of the greatest songs ever made um, in the history of music have, have come out of this city. So, you know, that, that tradition has no choice but to continue, like, honestly, no matter what the genre is. So, you know, I, I, I'm having a ball being even the slightest bit part of it. That is awesome, to say the least. So, what are your inspirations for your music? Who are you, who the artists you like? Like, that's the dude I want to, I came up in the game listening to. That's who I model myself <laughs> after, in a sense. Well, well, so here's the thing. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say I model myself after these dudes, but um, my, the, the two people that influence me the most, and, uh, be prepared would be, uh, Snoop Dogg and, uh, and Too Short. And the reason is because, um, every, everything about being cool and, and, and knowing how to ride the beat in, in a smooth way, I definitely learned from Snoop Dogg. Everything about writing a story that was just an interesting story, I learned from Too Short. He was able to make 10-minute-long songs, and I would listen to the whole thing. And it would be like, this like this is never stuff I would, I, I would talk about. You know what I'm saying? But it was just the way that he was able to keep your attention for this insane amount of time. Like, I, I think a song like, like Cuss Words, uh, for instance, is... It's spectacular, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, it's 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 crazy. The song is like seven minutes long, and he finds time to, uh, you know, speak ill of uh, of Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan in this in this entire song about just foolishness. You know what I'm saying? And like, I just something about being able to keep your attention to me is, is incredible. So yeah, those two guys. I was a real big West Coast fan. So like, uh, uh, Ice Ice Cube's. Um, uh, uh, Ice Cube has been a, a very big influence on me. Uh, just the fact that he's been able to, uh, you know, over like literally over the decades, uh, E42 over the decades, still keep making uh, hit songs after all these years. I just, man, like, I, I don't, <laughs> I, I, New York is dope. I know that that's where they started it, but it was something about the way that California was able to. Uh, not only make stuff funky, but make stuff that was already funky, funkier with raps. Man, they changed my life. So uh, yeah, that that's those, those guys did it for me. Well, I can honestly see that because I've been more of a because see, I I live in Miami. I grew up in that area, right? And hip the hip hop scene here is completely different because right, when I was right. coming up, you know, we had the two live crew and we had um people like that, right? So we kind of gravitated more towards down south artists like the Ghetto Boys, or down here you have a lot of people come from New York, right, to live down here. So you get that kind of influence too. Where you got Miami's weird in the sense where you will have New York Knicks fans and Miami Heat fans in the same arena, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and not trying were, to kill each other. <laughs> exactly, because that's just how it is. A lot of New Yorkers come live down here, so. Right. You get a lot of people listening to Nas, but on the other side of things, I grew up listening to Digital Underground, because that Tupac, Tribe Called right. Quest, stuff like that, because we also had that, we kind of had the best of both worlds, I said, to put it in the best way, you know. My and and you know heavy what? On I, I, I think um, just because, you know, we're, we're, we're the Midwest, um, so we were getting all those influences also. And it's like, even though we had, you know, we had our own style, we had our own slang, um, you know, we, we, we had, we had our own dances here, but there was no way to, uh, like avoid, uh, getting, you know, little pieces of, of each coast, uh, just, you know, uh, draining into the Midwest in some way, shape, or form. And I feel like it would it would be the exact same thing in Miami. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like if, if everybody is going there to either vacation or or live the rest of their lives out, then of course they're gonna bring 
you know what I'm saying, their their musical stylings with them. So, you know, I, I get it. That being said, man, uh it's it's all those all those names that you mentioned, like I man, I'm such <laughs> I'm such a, a big like eight ball MJG fan, you know what I'm saying? Like so oh, it's, yeah. it's 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 so much I mean of and I mean we all we all know the outcast the greatest group ever made. And and that uh, I'm I'm sure it's debatable for most, yeah. but Andre 3000 is the greatest rapper of all time. For me, I'll debate that. <laughs> uh, that, that, which is fine. I'm I'm totally cool with that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like, so you know, I don't I don't ever want to do anything to take away from the South because there have been way too many contributions. Like if if uh, if the uh, if Outkast didn't exist for me, it would be Three Six Mafia. That'd be the greatest group of all time. So you know what I mean, like, and and that's what I mean. Like, I, my my influences are uh, they're all across the board. I just I love music. It, I don't care what it's about as long as it's good. I'm with it. I think the problem is that it, this was a big stereotype from back in the day where people thought that people in the South were kind of slow. Yep, and things like that, not realizing that hey, Miami is a big city. Right. Atlanta's a big city. The same thing that goes on in places like Detroit or New York or LA go on in Miami, but they just have a different slang right. or kind of feel about it. So, you know, when you start having artists like T.I. pop up and, you know, Trick Daddy mm-hmm. pop up, it kind of shocked a lot of people because they didn't expect that to come from the South. See, that that's, but that's their fault. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, we, we also are talking about, uh, you know, people will, will hear maybe, a, a, you know, somebody's accent that's from the South and just uh, disregard the fact that this person is a doctor or something like that because of uh, how, uh, you know, there there's certain twang sounds to that person, you know what I mean? So, like, uh, a lot of people are are ignorant to stuff like that because that's not what they're used to. And it's, and it's, it's ridiculous, but that's just how humanity is, you know what I'm saying? So uh, hopefully there will be one day that, that everybody will finally get over that, you know what I'm saying? Because even now, I don't think that, uh, you know, People from the uh, the South and, and especially Southern rappers are given their fair shake because uh, you know because of how they sound. I, that's that will always be weird to me. But you know, uh, I, I feel like you know at least you know year after year that that um, that, that wall is being you know chiseled down or whatever. So you know, what I mean, yeah, I I like I said, I respect anybody that's making a song that that I, I can deal with that I can like. I can, uh, you know, saying uh, shake too, and uh, <laughs> and I like, wherever you from, it, yeah, I, you you know good and well. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't do nothing with that man. You know what I mean? Like he, he's not all right with me. So yeah, I, I you know I got jokes all the time. Like you know if 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 one if one joke can pierce enough to bring R. Kelly down, I'm gonna do my best to find it. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're gonna get you started on this. What is your display <laughs> for R. Kelly? Look, man. All right. Besides the obvious. <laughs> well, well, that's the thing. Like, like the obvious is the problem because um he hasn't he hasn't made a song in his entire history that is even good enough to me for people to um act as if what he did was okay or, or should be swept under the rug. You know what I'm saying? Like, there there has never been an R. Kelly song that should justify what he did. Like, it, they, they, aren't, they aren't good enough. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're, they're, every, every song that R. Kelly has ever made has been at the, at, at the tip-top par. It's just been par. They've mostly been bad. And, uh, and <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, like you get really, he's not. Oh, he's he's, he's not good. <laughs> he he's not he's not good at his craft, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and for whatever reason, people like to call this dude a genius. Not only is is that a bit much, but like just just calling him a fair human being is too much. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so <laughs> so it's like you know, if, if we could if we could get past all that. He he would have to honestly like he has to make a a song on the level of a Norse god in order to like make me just shrug and be like okay that's not bad because he still has to 
pay for the crimes of his older songs first. So, you know, I just, it, it's, it's not a, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I will say this about R. Kelly. The best of both worlds, part one and part two, were straight trash. Yep. They were horrible. I don't care what nobody says. People kind of want to say the thing that, oh, Jay-Z can't make a bad album. No, Jay-Z made a bad album. Those yep. albums were garbage. And, and, and not, it's like, why did, <laughs> I don't really know why they thought that, you know, I mean, I guess it's possible that that could have worked. But um, I just think it's weird that, you know, you, you, you get, um, you know, what is widely considered the best rapper, what was widely considered the, the best, uh, you know, man in R&B, and they come together and make utter junk. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, this is like, this was, this was, this was junk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and if you can't even get with the best rapper and make a good song, it's you. It's, it, it's R. Kelly's fault. Everything that R. Kelly has ever done was R. Kelly's fault, yeah. including his bad music, which is all of it. Yeah, his music. Uh, I, I like maybe when he puts out an album, I made like one or two songs off of it. Right. But it's not, I don't think it's necessarily because of his singing, because his singing is not that great. Right. I've never been a songwriting. His singing. <laughs> I never sat there and be like, yo, no, R. Kelly singing his butt off. Never, not one time. <laughs> I'm just keeping it yeah, that's, that's, you, No, that's the thing. You would be, you would be very hard pressed to, you know, to find something on the level of a Whitney Houston, uh, on the level of a, I don't know, um, like I don't, I don't even think he sings, he sings better than The Weeknd, for instance, who really doesn't yeah. try that hard. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's definitely not that. Uh, the songwriting is is highly questionable. You know what I'm saying? He made a song called "The Zoo." Uh, he he made it, it was a, a song about being in the kitchen. He made 18 songs about being in the closet. It's as if the dude just looks around the house and is like, "Oh, there's um, I don't know, some aspirin. I got a song for that." And it's gonna have something to do subliminally with little girls. Like I don't want, I don't want any parts of that. Yeah, I'm fine. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't listen to none of his songs the same no more. Cause after the situation he done been into, you're like, hold up. Mm-hmm. What who is this dude talking about, really? You, you gotta, you gotta remember when, like, after after uh, all that stuff went down, he had the audacity to then call himself the Pied Piper of rap. And if if there there's nothing else more vile that I think he could have done than to basically spit in our faces as uh you know as listeners of music to then be like, oh yeah, well you you know you wanna um you know you wanna uh put me through this and, and say that I like little girls, well I'm gonna be the guy that uh you know plays a flute and has <laughs> kids behind him. Like man, this guy is a true scumbag. And I, I just, it, it, it's, it's hurtful. Well, now that we got into it already, I don't know how we got into this conversation, but let's get into it. <laughs> Whatever. Why does it seem like the African-American community is so forgiving when people make these type of acts? Like, let's get, get an example. Chris Brown. Chris mm-hmm. Brown has a history of doing, not necessarily beating women. To our knowledge, he only beat one woman. But he has mm-hmm. a history of doing shitty things. Right. But yet, he still sells out arenas. He still has this diehard fan community. And it goes, and the list goes on and on, even with OJ. Yep. OJ Simpson got s- supported through the whole OJ trial. Mm-hmm. Black people supported him. And even now, to this day, even though they done basically came out of a documentary, basically, in so many words, saying he didn't even like black people. Yeah. And I remember that stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I was like, I was a, a kid when it happened, and um, you know, I, I remember the when I was a, when I was a kid when I was when I was in uh, you know, in the middle of that, I was like 11 years old. I went to Malcolm X Academy. It was a uh, so it was whoa, mostly whoa, whoa. uh, you went to Malcolm X right? Academy. Yes, that's correct. That's only in Detroit. 
Will they have a Malcolm X Academy? Oh man! But if you if you want some history on that, you know, what I'm saying I I can I can fill you in. It was a, uh, it was it was something. Please do. Well, uh, so, um, it was. I, I went to Malcolm X Academy. It was in, it was in Detroit, but it was uh, it was in a part of Detroit that was being called Warrendale at the time because the um, like the white people basically wanted a a separation between themselves and Detroit. Um, there, there's a, there's an influx of, uh, you know, of white people coming back to Detroit now. So all that stuff is, is different. But when I was a kid, they were making sure that there was like a clear, uh, differentiation between where they are in Detroit. So because of where Malcolm X was placed, um, at the time, we, uh, we had to, we dealt with, um, somebody shooting at the school um that and, and again it wasn't like any kind of gang warfare type of stuff it was like somebody that didn't like to have all those black kids around wanted to send a message um so it was it was initially uh, supposed to be an all boys school um but uh you know there were there were uh, other parents that complained and wanted their daughters to, they complained because they wanted their daughters to be in this environment where it was uh, mostly, um, you know, black teachers and mostly uh, uh, Afrocentric teaching. So, uh, you know, so we we did that. We were we were learning Swahili. Um, you know, uh, we were we. It was it was it was a good place. That was a good time when people actually wanted to learn and whatnot. And I'm not sure if that's different now, but it kind of seems like it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but. All that being said, we were we so that's where that's where I was when um, the OJ trial was going on, and when he was not guilty, it was like this is amazing. Like, cause we like we were all kids and we all knew that uh, that this was not something that was possible. And it, it's just like, man, years later, when you when you really take into account that he definitely did it. But also, he, he uh, you know, this, this guy was doing everything that he could, he could to separate himself from the community. So he was basically the one-man Warrendale of our lives, and we were still kind enough to get, uh, get behind him because of, I guess, what was a, like a, a, a greater good of trying to fight the system. But sometimes, man, it's like, again, it, it, you, I, I think it's because of that greater good of wanting to fight the system that, uh, you know, that we as a people want to rally behind these, these black males. And that's cool and that's cute. But these dudes, nine times out of ten, like all, all the dudes that we're talking about are bad people. They're not, they're not good humans. And so yeah, we don't have to do that. You know what I mean? Like, like, um. The the fact that, um, you know what like what what Chris Brown did was was ridiculous, and then he he hasn't even been kind enough to learn from that because ever since then he's stayed on a path of of being a trash human. You know what I mean? So um, so I just don't understand why we, and and, and when I say we, I mean them. <laughs> feel the need to get behind these dudes because it's it's not it's not necessary. There are so many other people that are more worthy, um, and 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 actually uh, should be uh, should have a team behind them uh, of regular people. That's like you know like we need to get behind this person. Where you know these dudes that are making bad songs, like you know um, we can we can move on to the next one. And and again, this is this is the crux of my argument. Is that the songs aren't even good enough for me to feel like they deserve all this adoration, man? Like any 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 Chris Brown song uh, post uh, beating up a person that is more famous than him has not been good. So that's a solid point. I think the thing about Chris Brown is he has horrible management. Correct. Whoever be fired. <laughs> immediately because somebody needs to sit there and tell this kid 
Like, whatever you're doing, you need to stop. Yes, immediately. And it seems like nobody tells him, like, hey, this is stupid. Stop doing that. I mean, that's what it seems like to me. At the same time, I mean, you know, you can't necessarily, uh, you know, tell a grown-up what, what he or she is going to do. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, when when uh, when your president is doing the same stuff that Chris Brown is, it's like, well, I, I'm just Chris Brown. I can... If the, if he can do it, why can't I? You know what I'm saying? But like, uh, yeah, there 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 definitely needs to be, um, you know, a, a whole a whole bunch of people that are like, man, chill out. But you know, I I don't think those folks exist. It seems like a lot uh, you know, a, a lot more people are egging him on than they are telling him to uh, you know, uh, tone it down. And it's very unfortunate because uh, you know, it it makes it makes so that I have to keep hearing terrible songs I don't like it. <laughs> it just comes I, I, back honestly, to I just want these dudes to go away yeah it's <laughs> a solution so let's hop on to the so your producer what kind of producing do you actually oh. do well I I, uh, I work in news so I'm um, I'm basically you know one of the guys that's uh, behind the cameras hitting buttons um, make us the you know people in front of the cameras look good um, and you know basically what I what I do is I work with um, the uh, the traffic anchor and uh, one of the local affiliates and uh, you know, I, I make I make the maps for uh, you know I tell her about accidents and stuff like that and then every now and then uh, you know I, I get in in front of the camera to have some fun but uh, for the most part I, I sit behind the computer and I, I uh, you know look for blinking lights. So what is that like? And how did you get a job like that? <laughs> well, uh, I I, uh, I went to Michigan State, and right before I graduated from Michigan State, um, I I interned at a TV station in Lansing, and um, I I worked there for a while after I graduated, and then, like one of the dudes that used to work there, he ended up working at the station that I am now. Uh, long story short, he worked on the weekends. He didn't want to work on the weekends anymore, and he called me up. He was like, hey, you want to do this? I was like, yeah. And it just so happens that, uh, you know, this station is a station that I actually, like from a kid, always talked about, um, you know, wanting to uh, work at or whatever. So there may be, um, you know, some uh, uh, some truth to that speaking things up type of thing, but you also have to uh, take those things into uh, like, you, you know, you got to have the initiative in order to uh, get to those places you want to get to. Um, so that was, that was a cool thing that I tripped into. And, uh, and man, honestly, like more, more times than not, uh, it's, uh, it's fun. Sometimes it's, it's stressful because, uh, you know, you have to do everything in a crunch time type of situation. Uh, everything has to be, uh, you know, quick. And, you know, you got uh, all you have is a, a commercial break in order to uh, make sure stuff is right. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it can be it can be a thing. But but for the most part, having a good time, uh, people come in, you know, bring in free snacks and, and donuts and whatever. Um, and very, very recently, uh, you know, we got some uh, some clear coffee sent in from Slovakia. You know what I mean? Like, so <laughs> we got what to try that out. Coffee? It, it's it's exactly what it sounds like. Like it, they they put they put uh, water. It, it's it's like it's it's coffee, but it's water, and, and it's like I, I think what they did was like maybe just let some arabica beans soak in this water for a long time because it's the water is still basically uh, you know uh, clear and you can see through it. Um, but I don't drink coffee, so like it was it was weird, um, and. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's like I I wouldn't necessarily tell you to go buy it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, it it was a thing that happened. That's pretty cool. So basically, you worked hard and you got what you had today. Yeah, I I tried my best. Like uh, and, and and thankfully, you know um, I you know I I can you know I am one of the ones that you know can say that. You know, I, I uh, wanted to do something. And, and honestly, like, there have been a lot of things like that. Like, you know, when I, when I was in high school, I was just like, I was, I was with the guys while we were rapping. I was like, well, I wonder if I can do this. 
And, uh, you know, thankfully, you know, that's turned into something where, you know, people actually have, you know, wanted to hear, uh, you know, me and my crew members do stuff. So, I mean, like, I'm, I, I can't complain, man. Um, I really do like how the progression of life goes sometimes. So, you know, hopefully I can continue before, uh, you know, uh, Trump blows us up. <laughs> so let people know about your crew, who you rap with. What y'all rap about? Where to find your music? We're not closing out yet, but I want right. to give people an idea of what they find your stuff, and what to listen to. Okay, well, um, we I, I'm in a, a group called Detroit City, and uh, the city is spelled C Y D I. It stands for Can You Dig It? So, uh, and, and when uh, when I came up with the with the name of the group, it was one of those things where it was like, okay. Uh, just just based off the name of the group, you know we're from Detroit, so you know all that uh, you know hardship and and uh, you know drugs and guns or whatever. Like you know just by the name of the group that uh, you know we know about all that already. So whatever, we'll we'll just talk about whatever we want to talk about. So for the most part, man, we're just we're telling stories. Uh, we're we're having fun and we're we're just uh, appreciating uh, the English language as much as possible. Um, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and trying to make songs that that people will gravitate to because of uh, their fun, because you know it, it's it's something that that makes them you know uh, uh, smile because it's like oh man these these dudes are really rapping, and um and like there there are three of us. There's a there there's a fourth that's basically a city member by proxy whose name is Strife, and, and like honestly man, these all these guys are some of the you know best rappers I've been able to ever hear in my life, let alone be able to, uh, you know, stand next to them or not. So I, I really, you know, enjoy the stuff that we've done. Um, and, and Detroit CYDI everything like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, we're, we're all over the place. You might see, uh, you know, if you put our name in, you might see Cindy Lauper first. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's CYDI, man. Can you dig it? And, um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, people will still let us come outside and, and, and say things that rhyme from time to time. That wasn't on purpose, to be honest with you. I wasn't trying <laughs> to rhyme right then. So, yeah. So what is it like just being with a group for one thing? It's so many different um, personalities that usually come with groups. So. Yes, that's very true. But I, I'll I'll tell you this, like I don't necessarily know how everybody else does it, but we've known each other since like it, at least '96. So uh, you know we've we formed these bonds already. You know we we know the, the way each other thinks for the most part. And just being able to kind of work in a group think type of situation, it's way easier for us to make songs. And then personally, I, I definitely enjoy only having to write 16 bars instead of way more than that. So <laughs> I enjoy being in a group, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, I don't, I don't want all my good words to go to waste, uh, you know, in the course of one song. So being able to spread, spread that out real real nice you know what i'm saying so yeah uh the the egos uh you know are able to um go by the wayside because we've known each other for so long or whatever and like everybody's just super chill it's like if uh you know if we if we if we can make something today cool if we can't cool we'll we'll come back together later or we'll we'll do this thing where we can you know uh write and i'm like i'll send it to them you know via gmail or something like what do you think about this you know what i mean so uh Thankfully, the internet has made stuff like that uh, way easier just because, you know, we're, we're grownups now. We, we have lives, we have wives. So, you know, uh, you know it, it might be harder to get together than it was 10, 15 years ago. But like, uh, you know, the, the World Wide Web has still allowed us to basically be one. So I don't know if that answered the question, but it sounded good. <laughs> so y'all got any projects y'all working on now? Anything coming up in the future? Well, we're definitely uh, working on things now, and I'm uh, like, we're all working on something 
individually in smaller groups and as a group. So uh, well, hopefully that'll work out soon. We're, we're actually, uh, we got invited to do this thing called uh, the rap band, which I'm very excited about because it is, again, like clear coffee. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's a van where uh, uh, you, like you as the, uh, as the artist and the people that are there to come see you are all in this van together. And you're just performing for like 20 minutes in very close, uh, uh, it's a very close encounter type situation. And normally that would weird me out because I, I don't like it. But just the idea of it is so, so cool to me. I, I can't wait for that. So, uh, you know, hopefully that's uh, going to happen in, in uh, mid to late August and, and, and we'll see what happens, man. I, I, there will definitely be a video evidence of that. That is pretty cool, to say the least. I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get back to Malcolm X Academy. I definitely want to talk about this a little bit more. Right. Let me get you off. For sure. This, was this an all-black school? Or was it... There was... Because th this is... It, it's funny. You could actually... Uh, you could probably find this video... I, I cannot remember if there was more than one, but there was definitely one white kid. And, and, uh, and yeah, it was like mostly, it was mostly black males because it was originally supposed to be a, a, like an all black male school. And, um, and like I said, you know, they, they ended up changing that because, uh, you know, some of the parents wanted, wanted their daughters in it too. Everything was cool. No, you know, nobody was mad about it. And it was just, uh, but it was definitely one white kid. And I distinctly remember him on Jerry Springer because he was the only <laughs> he was the only white kid in, in Malcolm X Academy. <laughs> that was like right before Jerry Springer started going off the deep end. You know what I'm saying? So like at, at this point, the Jerry Springer show was still just a talk show. It wasn't like, you know what I'm saying, a, a, a bunch of uh, trash bags being thrown together. Can you imagine being that white parent and being like, son, you're going to Malcolm X Academy. <laughs> <laughs> the, the funny thing about it is that like, yeah, like right now it didn't even, it didn't even dawn on me that, that, that conversation probably needed to be had because I mean, I guess maybe after shock of seeing him that I'm assuming all the kids had, I, I assure you, we all we all wasn't we didn't make no big deal out of it. Nobody was like bullying him because he was the only white kid. It was just he was a kid, and everybody kept it moving. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's just it, it's it's weird that even back then, uh, you know that that type of stuff wasn't that big of a deal to us. Whereas like conversely now, if, if that was the case, it would, he would probably be uh lampooned on the internet. You know what I mean? So. Uh, in some ways, uh, the old days are better, and in some ways, the the now is fantastic. You know what I mean, or vice versa. So, but yeah, like it's 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 more it's more weird to me that there was a time that that I can remember when when Jerry Springer did not have weirdos on. <laughs> that is also true. It's just yeah, a weird like that's, thing. Ooh, man, that was a long time ago. That was, whoo, early 90s? Might be before that. Yeah, man. Like, I, I, uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I went, I went to Malcolm X when it first opened. I feel like that, that should have been two or something like that. Uh, but don't quote me, but yeah, like, um, cool man because like I, like you know like I said there there we have Swahili class you know what I'm saying like that's not something that's cool. that is average you know what I'm saying um they made sure we had yeah we had we had you know art and uh you know math and stuff like you know stuff you're supposed to have but they made sure to get on us um you know they they wanted they wanted all of us to to do well so it was it was more 
um, like a, a family type of situation. Like the the I don't know if it's okay to say this, but like if we did something stupid, the teachers would slap us in the back of the head. It was just like and and all the all the parents knew it. It wasn't news to anybody. It was just like they they that's the way they kept us in line. And uh and for the most part, you know, it it was uh it was no big deal. And like everybody, you know, was having a good time. I there there have been a few times that, you know, I've gone back there um to be part of uh of the big um well, my brother's keeper program or whatever, like when when I was at state to uh we went back to Malcolm X Academy and then we would have with them and then there would be a weekend where they would come to Michigan State with us and stay in the dorms and do stuff around there just so like they would be able to uh you know get a um get a taste of, of college life you know see uh people that were from that school or at least from Detroit um you know see uh you know cats that were doing something else other than you know what they might have seen every day you know what I mean? So uh, that yeah, that that place has has always been a very uh, part of you know my uh, my upbringing, and I, you know I'm I'm a I'm just happy that so many other people that had anything to do with that are are, are still here and still you know working to uh, better everybody else. You know what I mean? And I'm impressed that the school is still around to say the least, because. Malcolm X wasn't a figure that people would, when you think of schools of name, to name out the people, Malcolm X isn't the first name that comes to mind of people. You know, right. Malcolm, and and not, I think that's why it was so important. Um, like, yeah, hold on. I couldn't hear you for a second. Go, repeat that again. Okay, there we are. Um, I, so what, yeah, whatever you just said, I didn't catch it. <laughs> I said, I said, I, I lost you for a second. Go ahead, and repeat what you were gonna say. What's about lost you again? Oh well, um, just that, like, uh, so. Uh, okay, hear me. I get you. I got you. Okay. Um. Um, I I feel like one of those people who uh, have had such reputation for no good reason. And I, there, so there, there's another backstory. My mother was a, a Black Panther back in the 60s. And, um, and there were at least, at least maybe like one or two people that went to Malcolm X that uh that I, I think were former Panthers as well. So that that's why like I I even if even if I had a choice, I was definitely going to that school because she already knew that there were people there that uh that were going to be positive influences on me and and there were going to be people there that would be able to tell the truth about uh Malcolm X, about uh groups like the Panthers, which are um to this day um virtual entities and honestly for no reason you know what i'm saying so it, i like i i felt like um you know even though i didn't know it at the time it was very important for me to be in that because you know there there is no there is no malcolm x day there is no uh you know black panther day because mm -hmm. uh you know as far as you know uh some of our uh elitist counterparts are concerned they're uh you know they're they're the racist, you know what I'm saying? They're they're the they're the number one races that just happen to uh be darker than they are, you know what I'm saying? And that's uh that will always be weird and unfortunate because you know, like if if I hadn't gone to this school, if I didn't have this particular mother, I would have known that you know, the the actual reality of the Black Panther Party was that they they started uh, you know, breakfast uh, uh programs like they did that. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll, the, they'll, you'll be told that the government did that, um, but they usurped that whole situation from the Panthers. You know what I'm saying? Because they didn't want the Panthers indoctrinating these little kids anymore. Um, so you know, you're you're not going to ever find that out to the right people, and 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 knowing actually because there there are so many that 
um, saw it from this and and through uh, you know ass colored glasses or something. That is amazing to say the least. That's awesome, I, man. It, I yeah, I I I just that that's that's what I'm saying when I when I'm like you know I like I I have to sometimes I have to step back and really you know uh, appreciate the the life that I life that I was given you know and the people that were in it because uh, you know it's it's so it's so easy to like I you know I I come from a uh, a very <laughs> um, a very famous uh, uh, part of Detroit, you know what I'm saying? So like, um, but uh, you know, I, I had I had to become I had to become grown before I really understood, you know, uh, what was really going on. Um, because you know, my my mother in particular was very good about, you know, protecting me from that, making sure that uh, you know that that uh, that way left or whatever was not. Uh, was not necessary and secondly just wasn't going to happen you know what I'm saying like she wasn't going to let me do none of that stuff because like out here um, you know in these streets uh, with the leather coat so I to make sure that I wouldn't do nothing stupid you know what I'm saying so like you know the only, only thing I could do is, is try my best to do the same in some way shape or form and, and uh, because I mean like I, I, I'm guessing I don't look as good in leather you know what I mean? So I got to, you know, do it some other way. You know what I'm saying? We definitely got to have you back on to talk about that some more, man. For sure, for sure. Because, man, that's amazing to say the least, man. You know, when it comes to Malcolm X, and this is one of the problems I always had with history, the fact that they try to erase him and the Black Panthers out of history in a sense where they don't really talk about him in school. Right. They don't talk about Malcolm X and the Black Panthers in school. They talk about Martin Luther King, to my rules and parks. They said, yeah, right. Malcolm X was there, but don't worry about that part. That's no, nothing important. Right, right, right. So I think it's really cool to hear any details about the Black Panthers, Malcolm X, and things that you don't necessarily hear from anybody else. So we definitely got to have you on again to talk about that, brother. Any final words you want to say before we let you go? Cause I want to keep you here too long. I, I I don't know, man. I just like honestly, like you know, I I really I really appreciate you. Like this is you know this is something that I feel like uh, <laughs> was brewing for a while, just because you know we we've had our our several uh via Twitter, man. You know what I'm saying? Just, and like just uh, call it what it I, is. I, I, we we, we had both... a romance on Twitter for several months, <laughs> years. In fact, we have fun for so long. <laughs> So it was time for us to either put up or shut up. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I like, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like, uh, that's the thing. We're like, I, I, I think we're both, you know, uh, yeah, relatively funny dudes, and, and you know, it, it's, it's, it's easy yeah. to, uh, you know, uh, like draw, draw uh, inspiration from that laughter. It, it's cool, and it's cool to just like, you know, meet people that are cool. So like uh, you know because of that you know because of, we're we're nerds you know whatever you want to call it man like this this was this is this was nice and I'm just I'm happy that that you exist and you know keep on rocking the free world do do the loop do. <laughs> I think you said it the best right there, man. I can't respond to anything after that. Thank you for coming on the podcast, man. You're definitely gonna be on again, Absolutely. hopefully sooner than later. We will, I, you know, I'm in, man. Definitely. Thank you, everybody out there for listening to the Devil Cox Experience. We appreciate you. We are out. See ya. Drop five with a bar at. Drop five with a ball at. Spin five hours in it like a mall rat. Like a mall rat nigga. Drop five, give me all that. Low bar. Drop five with a bar at. God damn. Drop five with a mall. With a mall at. Spend five hours in it like a mall rat. Drop five, give me all that.
on the front tables and the tar racks. I need like all the black jeans and the fall jackets, hatches too. All my old clothes, I'm appalled that I kept them this long, which is wrong because they all wax so. Put me up with a suit coat and a bow tie, okay? Gotta be somewhere in an hour and I have no time to waste. I'm sorry I'm impatient, please don't make me wait. Give me the most expensive thread count you got up in this place. Earrings, 10 grand, everything frank. I look gorgeous, feel good. Let me get this date. Medium rare, 10 pound porterhouse steak. This girl likes clear liquor, nothing that's opaque. Vodka tonic Cosmo, she throwing them back. Empty glasses everywhere, tip your bar back. Drunk words, sir, can you take me home back? She took me to the back room, let me own that. Drop five, drop five, where the bar at? Drop five, where the mall at? Spend five hours there like a mall rat. Drop five, give me all that. Oh boy. Drop five, where the bar at? Oh girl. Drop five, where the mall at? Spend five hours there like a mall rat. Oh dog. Drop five, give me all that. I be in the house, in the house, drywall. Y'all can't see me, can't see me. Eyeball, feathers in my coat, in my coat. Fly, y'all stand on my money, on my cash. I'm tall, y'all short like a cord with a break in it. She backed it up on me, then she starts shaking it. Whispering in my ear, she wanna make a kid, and I was like, my ad lives more ballin' than my rap is. I'm late as fuck, like Lauren Hill taxes. Be on my craft when I'm talking about my Mackin'. She bending over and gon' let me smack the back in. When I get it crackin', like pistachio. Don't really care what I'm saying when I'm rapping. And these hoes show me NBA love, cause I might drop five like an NBA scrub. Drop five with a bar at. Drop five with a mall at. Spend five hours there like a mall rat. Drop five, give me all that. Drop by where the bar at. Drop by where the mall at. Spend five hours there like a mall rat. Drop by, give me all that. I'll drop by and I'm never so alive. I didn't even know I was doing what I did. Cause they really taking pictures and they're blowing me kisses from a distance. So tell me what it's going to be, my nigga. Drop Socks and drawers, hit them all, bet I ball, no tears involved. I got cake, my hostess the most, it's atrocious. My dough is ferocious as a pit bull on coke is, nigga. I got an iPhone 12, it ain't to make phone calls, bitches to sell. Chicks speak when spoken to, like Siri. Her box so deep, it's a conspiracy theory. We undercovers, burn the rubbers till her cherry is weary. She got a bubble, your buddy wouldn't go near her to hearing. And she might be digging for gold, but fuck it, we grown. We can spend this money together, what the fuck is alone, huh? I drop five riding in a drop six. Speeding so fast it's hard to control like chopsticks And these haters don't wanna show love and pop shit Like an outfielder with a hole in his glove I drop hits, motherfucker Drop five with a bar at Drop five with a mall at Spend five hours there like a mall rat Drop five, give me all that Drop five with a bar at Drop 